Good day and welcome to a Christmas edition of the podcast, Where Will You Go? My name is Tom Smart, and I'm the worship minister here at First Baptist Church, Telehoma. Today I'm joined by the Families and Children's Minister, Michael Martin. For the next couple of weeks, we'll be looking at one of our favorite Christmas traditions, the Advent Candles. Here at First Baptist Church, Telehoma, we read a scripture passage during our call to worship and then light one of the candles. The purpose of these episodes is to dive a little deeper into the message read on Sunday morning. There are five candles, with the last one ending on Christmas Eve. The Prophecy Candle, the Bethlehem Candle, the Shepherd Candle, the Angel Candle, and the Christ Candle. So let's begin today. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Hey, doing great. Thanks, Tom. Okay, so let's begin. We have what's called the Prophecy Candle. Can we go into a little bit more about that today? Sure, Tom. I think it's uh, important as we think upon Advent and these different candles and what they mean. The word Advent actually means coming. And so as we think upon this season of the nation of Israel, you'll remember they have been captive for centuries and centuries, and and they are, have this promise of a coming Messiah. And we read these scriptures in the Old Testament and hear about these scriptures in the Old Testament of how one will come who will bring about peace, who will bring joy, who will be a light for the people, and how a Messiah will set them free from the bondage that they're experiencing. This first uh, scripture that was read comes from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. So I'd like to read that that's all right. Isaiah 9 says this, verse number 2, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. As people exult when dividing plunder for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be an endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here Isaiah is writing, right? He's writing 600 years before Jesus would come, and he sort of foresees or prophesies of this coming Messiah. And there's a few things that stand out to me in this passage. And the first thing we see in verse 2 is that how the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined, has shined. And so we see throughout the scriptures this imagery of light. And how we know that Jesus ultimately comes and in John, I believe it's 8, Chapter 12. And it reminds chapter, me of Wells also as the beginning, like in the beginning, there was darkness. Oh, yeah. And then there was light. 
Very good. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so right there in Genesis, uh, we see that uh, at the very beginning, there was nothing. The earth was void. And, and as you said, God spoke light into existence. And so we see this darkness as uh, throughout the scriptures also is a sign of right of, of, of sin, of evil and the and the um, just the 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 fallenness of of humanity and so uh, Jesus comes and he comes as a great light for his people. Now Christmas time, there's lots of lights, right? Yes, that's right. A lot of Christmas tree lights. Yes. Have you got your tree up yet? Oh, my wife's. She's she wanted to do it after uh, Halloween, but we got one <laughs> of our kids who would ask about presents every night, and so she said, "I'm not doing that this year." Okay. Yeah, and so. We see lots of different lights at at Christmas time. There's lights on trees, lights on the house, uh, lights everywhere. And so uh, it's interesting that that the world does this and that but Jesus comes and the scripture says he comes to be a light uh, for the world, how he is to overcome the darkness, the evil, the sin of this world and this prophecy of light. Uh, that we read about in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 2. Another imagery we see here as well is is light. I want to point out is verse number 3. He talks about joy. He says, you have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. And so not only does Christ come and this Messiah that's prophesied would bring light, but also he would bring joy. I think of John chapter uh, 10, verse 10, it says, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and might have life to the full or abundant life. And so Jesus comes and he comes and offers this gift of joy to all those who will believe in him. And so we have this... Um, holiday right it's supposed to be one of the most joyous holidays uh of 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 the year in, in christmas and people celebrate it for a, a lot of different reasons and and a lot of times we get caught up in whether it be the the food the the traditions of christmas or um a number of reasons, but but ultimately we see we know the meaning of Christmas is is that light and joy has come into the world, right? You know, have you ever heard heard of a song about joy coming into the world? Joy to the world, <laughs> the Lord has come. That's right, that's right. And so um, that is a another thing we see here prophesied in Isaiah how. The light would come, a joy would come that would be for the people. And then as well, in in verse 6, it talks about how this child would be born for us. Now that that phrase, for us, right, it really just sort of stands out to me, or to us. And you think about Scripture, excuse me, think about Scripture and how what is it that we deserve, right? The Bible tells us that we've all sinned, we've all broken God's law, and we deserve God's judgment. But yet God comes in the form of man. He takes on flesh, and he comes for us. He comes to us and comes to uh, to save us and redeem us from this curse of sin. 
And you'll see here in verse 6, um, very, very familiar verse. He says, this child is born and a son is given and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Man, what what a what a description of who this Messiah would be and who he would uh, and who he is, right? As you look at those different names, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, does one of those stand out to you, or one that uh, really? speaks to you? Well, obviously, Prince of Peace. So when we sin, we have this wrestling with God. We have this 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 type of thing that we're, we rebelled against God, and therefore, in our sin, we have a tendency to want to hide, want to cover that shame up ourselves. But I see that as, as Christ fulfilling that, and that as though as he's the Prince of Peace, shalom. So we, we come to Christ, we get that peace through Christ to be reconciled with the Holy God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly right. A lot of times we think of peace, how just everything's about living in harmony and just uh, peace between each other. But, but he's the Prince of Peace, as you mentioned. How we have rebelled against God, and he is brings that reconciliation, and he allows us to have a relationship with God uh, through his death and resurrection on the cross. Uh, he's also a wonderful counselor, right? If you ever needed wisdom, if you ever needed to uh, direction in your life, it says he is our wonderful counselor, right? He's the one who we can go and seek as we as we seek to follow his plans and to make wise plans. Uh, he can be our counselor. He's mighty God, mm-hmm. mighty God, right? He's just he has power. Yes. I mean, how reassuring is that, that not only is he wise, not only is he good, but he is powerful and that he can do all things, that nothing is impossible for him. And so, uh, mighty God, everlasting Father as well. Wow. So, not only do we have a, a, a strong and mighty God, one who can bring peace, one that can direct, guide us and direct us, one who can be a, a perfect father to us, one who is everlasting, eternal, that no matter uh, what, uh, wh- where we are, uh, what time it is uh, in our life, that he is a father that we can go to and that we can, uh, we can uh, look to. And so uh, just some beautiful verses there in Isaiah chapter 9, verse, verse 6. Well, thank you, Michael. Um, I just want to say this is a great opportunity for us as a church to really focus in on the heart of Christmas, obviously, is Jesus Christ. And thank you for doing that today. Thank you for joining us today as we dove deeper into the meeting of the Advent candle. We hope that if you do not know Jesus, that you would know him today. Jesus is the light of the world who has come to redeem and reconcile us back to God. All those who put their faith in Christ shall be saved. Each week we'll continue to draw closer to the message of Jesus Christ. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Till next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.